Hi, welcome to the Gay Love Coach Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Rupsinski, and I'm a psychotherapist and dating and relationship coach specializing with the LGBT community. My website is thegaylovecoach.com, and as always, I thank you for joining us and listening in today. So today's topic is going to be on coping with rejection in gay dating, and you know, this is probably one of the most common questions that I get from people. And I don't know, I, I think it's because, you know, first off, rejection really sucks. <laughs> and it hurts. I mean, rejection really hurts. And it's a very natural, normal phenomenon. It's an experience that we all are going to, you know, go through at some point, whether it be through employment or in dating. It is something that we are all going to face. And, you know, I myself am no stranger to rejection. I am re- remembering back to a time when I was first dating way back when. And, uh,. This guy that I met it was an awesome first meeting. You know, we flirted back and forth, and we took a romantic walk afterwards. And this guy was just like major hot, <laughs> and there was just really great chemistry. And you know, I had a lot of hopes and expectations that built up over that first meeting. And we had scheduled a time to get together for a second meeting. And this man was, you know, very sophisticated, very well traveled and cultured, and. Um, he had planned a very special dinner for me on the second date. However, you know, me being very casual from Michigan and had just moved to Chicago and just come out to myself, I didn't really know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> and so I came to the date dressed in a very nice sweater and jeans. And apparently, I didn't dress appropriately for the occasion. And it ended up being that he decided not to continue um, getting together with me because he didn't feel that I was going to fit in very well with his circles. Well, as you can imagine, I was totally devastated. (laughs) And it ended up actually being the best thing that could have ever happened. But, you know, at that moment, I was just, you know, preoccupied with it. I felt horrible. It made me feel bad about myself. And, you know, those are very similar types of things that can happen when somebody goes through rejection. Um, You know, whether it be something along those lines or if you're communicating with somebody online and then they suddenly drop off and stop all communication when you think that things are going well. You know, regardless, rejection is a very difficult, complex, you know, psychological process, but we all have to find a way to, um, you know, accept and embrace it and cope with it so that it doesn't, you know, destroy us. Because if left to those kinds of devices, it can definitely, you know, cause a person to feel jaded and you know, create a very negative mindset that is not going to help you be successful in dating. So my guest today is Paul Novello, and he is a life coach. That Together we're going to chat a little bit about how to cope with rejection. We're going to talk a little bit about exactly what rejection means, why it tends to be something that is particularly painful for gays and lesbians, and then we're also going to chat a little bit about some coping tips on how to manage rejection. So let's listen in. We are on the air with Paul Novello. He is an author, therapist, and life coach in New York City. Paul's created and developed Life Solutions for Gay Men, a personal development resource to empower gay men to achieve personal, professional, and financial success. He provides life coaching to get you from where you are to where you want to be in any life area you want to improve. And Paul is a highly sought-after coach and consultant. He works with numerous organizations, including Fortune 500 financial firms, law firms, healthcare companies, small businesses, and nonprofit organizations. And Paul is also the author of the new groundbreaking book, Unshattered Dreams, an inspirational guide to a happy and successful life after a difficult childhood. Welcome, Paul. 
Hello, Brian. It's so nice to talk to you, and I'm honored to be uh, on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you with us as well. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about rejection in gay dating, and you know, rejection is a very natural experience. You know, all of us will experience it at some point in our lives, whether we're looking to um, apply for a job or on our quest for a life partner. It's it's something we all will experience, and it's something that we all have to kind of learn how to to manage because it can be a very painful you know experience. And Paul, I guess I just wanted to to maybe start with just getting your take on what is an overview of rejection? You know, what does it all mean? What does it stand for? And why do gays and lesbians perhaps have a little bit more sensitivity and fear of rejection? Well, you know, I think it's a, it's it's a big topic, right? I mean, there's so many so many layers to this, but For sure. We you know, we all want to be liked, we all want to be loved and accepted, and when rejection happens, it just like hits that whole part of us. Um and it's a very difficult thing. Uh, it just kind of uh, wounds us in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think particularly for gays and lesbians, the GLBT community, it's it's hard because we've had that struggle, that fight in society, in the larger society as well, due to oppression and uh, homophobia and all the things that we've had to deal with um, due to our orientation. So it, it hits us on that level, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Many of us were not accepted growing up for being gay, and there's, you know, coupled with prejudice and discrimination, you know, we, we all kind of have a basic human need to, to feel like we belong and to be accepted. And based on that journey that, you know, we all go through as, as gay people, rejection can really be quite painful. Absolutely. And, you know, Brian, I really think it starts from when we're kids and basically how we were were raised. Um, I write about this in my book, but a lot of it has to do with our parents, our, our godlike figures, you know. So if we've had good parents and we've had good experiences growing up, um, we might be a little bit more secure and in, in more strong in dealing with rejection. But if we have always been chasing, looking after, seeking love and approval from our parents who may have wounded us in, in some ways, uh, those rejections uh, that we face in the larger society might impact us in a greater way, in a deeper mm-hmm. way. No, you make a really good point there, too. It's It's not only just about our, you know, sexual identity and sexual orientation growing up, it's also, you know, sensitivity to rejection can also come from, you know, our upbringing, um, how we were were treated in our families, um, peers. You know, I think that many of us who have been bullied in childhood, um, Mm -hmm. those with a low self-esteem or they kind of feel like they they define their self-image around what other people think of them, I think that tends to be a pretty big personality profile of somebody who's probably a little bit more susceptible to the the pain that that rejection can give. Right. And this is why in my work one of the one of the areas that I focus on in stress is loving and accepting of yourself mm-hmm. and really developing a a healthy positive relationship with yourself because I think ultimately that's that's the most important relationship you can ever have. Right. Because it all comes from that. Right. And I want to I want to talk a little bit about how we can go about doing that, but Another question that I had for you, and it may seem like a little bit of an obvious question, but 
Um, what are some of the reasons why people may get rejected in dating? Um, the reason I ask this is I'm actually working with a client right now who has kind of developed a belief that the only reason why uh, gay men reject other gay men in dating is because of their looks. And I think that there's there's a whole host of other you know reasons and explanations for for why rejection occurs what what are some of your thoughts on that well you know that's an interesting idea about the looks and that that can certainly be an initial thing mm-hmm. um you know when you're first uh meeting people or cruising if you're you know in a bar or on online you're looking at the pictures and that's kind of the first point of uh interest or attraction is the physical look right right um and also, I think for younger men, that's that's probably true as well. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it exactly. is as you get older, yeah. right? I th- I think looks do play a really big role in it, and I think there's a, a whole host of other reasons why that that may take place. You know, for example, I think that um, I think that a lot of times it can also speak to maybe the the person doesn't necessarily match up with the other person's personal requirements f- for a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people are really afraid to take things to the next level, for example, you know, perhaps you meet somebody on a date and you don't hear from them again or um they say that they're going to get together with you at another time and then it they don't follow through with it. I I, I hear that a lot in in my practice yes. and that seems to be a really big you know, sticking point for for many people. And while I do agree, I, I think that it can be looks. I think that there's so many other possible explanations that you know many of us are not even really privy to because it, I think it says a lot more about that other person than it does about yes. you yourself. Yeah, and I think this also speaks to uh, the larger society and what's what's been going on with all the technology and and mm-hmm. how fast paced everything is nowadays. Right. Um. You know, we click, and right away we're on to something else. And I think that kind of has transcended into our into our society and our relationships and the way people interact with each other. Um, it's just very very fast paced, right? It is. People true, get caught it? up, and they're the on psychology to the next of thing technology and... is fascinating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you're right. It's not like on to the next best thing, and you know, rapid, quick, quick, quick. That we don't just kind of slow down and live in the moment and be with that person and you know I, right I, I and really get real to know problem. who they are and and what they're about exactly you know, in, in, a, in a in a deeper way exactly so what are some strategies or some some tips that you can share with 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 the audience in terms of how do we cope with rejection you know it it is a natural phenomenon it's something we're all going to experience and face but how can we maybe buffer the slap of it, you know, when we feel it in dating. What are some ideas that you might have? Well, I think, first of all, as you said earlier, that it's something that we all face. Rejection is something that we all deal with. So recognizing that it's just a part of life. And it's a part of life in in many areas, not just in in dating situations, right? Mm -hmm. So we may face it uh, in the workplace. If we don't get a promotion, we may face it in a job interview, um, in our career. We may face it if uh, we're going on an audition or we're 
working on an art project or something and it's not accepted or, you know, there's many, many ways that we get rejected, right? Not just in dating. Right. So I think to just recognize that it's a part of life, um, it's a part of uh, what we have to cope with and learning strategies to, to deal with it. So in terms of dating, uh, what my, my thoughts are is that just to start dating for, for dating's sake. In other words, don't put any expectations on it. Right. Don't, don't expect that this is going to be the one when you go on that date. Just meet people with the, uh, the intention of getting to know them, learning more about who they are. Um, and don't get so emotionally caught up too soon. Like, take the pressure off of it. Right. Just enjoy it. Go out. Have a good time. Maybe maybe this is the person that, you know, you'll be with for the rest of, the, of your life, or, you know, maybe it, it won't be. Maybe they'll become a friend, or or maybe it just will not manifest into anything. But just to kind of keep an open uh, mind about it and not put a lot of pressure and expectation on it. So it really does require a, a mindset shift of sorts. Mm-hmm. Kind of approaching dating without any expectation of outcome, um, just kind of going with the flow, <clears throat> approaching dating from the mindset of this is this is fun. You know, I think when we put so much expectation on it, it puts so much pressure that we don't end up actually really having a good time because we're so focused on you know what's going to happen. It's right. all about just being in the moment and just dating just for the sake of, of dating. And if something comes from the date, bonus. Right. And the other thing I say is just be wary of interpreting somebody else's actions mm-hmm. uh, when you're when you're in a dating situation, because many people have routines or rituals that they do while they're dating. So you may get flowers, or you may be treated to dinner, or you may start meeting people's friends, and then you start interpreting that as meaning something, and it may not necessarily mean something. Mm-hmm. It may just be, you know, some ritual or routine that somebody's going through and they're not putting any kind of thought about this is going towards the future, you know. Uh, so I, I would just be, be wary of of interpreting actions. Because, you know, we always hear that actions speak louder than words, and I've found that that's not always necessarily true. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> and then you get confused because, well, I don't understand. Uh, you know, he took me to dinner. He brought me flowers. He's, you know, introduced me to people. Why didn't this go further? What what happened uh, that it didn't work out? You know. Particularly too, since you know we don't have control over another person, and so there's a myriad of reasons of things that could be going on with that person, and for us to make assumptions always right. puts us in a position of. Um, you know, being wrong, and then we've put ourselves through this horrible emotional toll for possibly no reason at all. We we just don't know. Right. Yeah, and particularly in the beginning stages, I, I'd say this is true. You know, until you start having those conversations about where you want to take things or if you want to bring things to the next level, but in the beginning stages, yeah, I would just uh, have fun and just enjoy the process. You know, right. don't put so much expectation on it. I think another thing, too, that, um, and this is a really hard concept for many people to kind of wrap their their heads around, is the fact that when somebody doesn't want to continue something with us, it doesn't, especially in the beginning, it, it doesn't mean that 
it's a rejection of you as a person because they don't really know you. I think, you know, we all have this image in our minds of, of who we're looking for, this idealized image of, of the person that we want to be in a relationship with. And right. um, that image that we have is oftentimes a projection of that person's wants and their needs and their life experiences. And it's not a rejection of you because they don't really know you. And, I don't know, I guess it's just important for people to realize that it's not the totality of who you are. Right. I think there's two things going on in many many aspects with this, um, because there's the rejection piece, right, that we feel. But I think there's also the disappointment, and there's a distinction there. So the the disappointment can impact us as well, because you might have, like, been so into this person or really wanted a future, and you start, you know, having your, your fantasy life about, you know, what you're going to be doing and your future together. And then that, if that doesn't happen... It's not only the rejection, but it's it's the disappointment of that not working out, and That's that an can really point. you know rejection and give, disappointment are two separate emotions, but they're very much coexisting with us. Yeah, and I think they but you're not losing your dreams because it's just you still have your dreams and your hopes for that, but it just wasn't that with that person. Right, right. You know, excellent point. It's hard. It's it, it dating is not an easy thing to do. It is not for the weak of heart, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I think another thing, too, um, as far as that mindset shift goes, is I think it's important, too, to, to recognize that when somebody doesn't want to continue something with us, it's important to reframe that as well. You know, maybe look at that as, as, a, as a success of sorts because that person is really sending you a message that, you know, our personal requirements are not in alignment, and it actually really helps save a lot of time and energy on something Absolutely. that really wasn't going to happen anyway. Absolutely, Brian. And the other the other side of the coin is that we never always know what's going on with somebody else. Right. You know, we think we know the person, but we don't really know what, what they're dealing with or whether, what other aspects of their life um, is going on, and it may have nothing to do with you. Right. And they just may not be disclosing the real reason why. Right. And perhaps, you know, probably the the biggest thing that that's going to be important here that you spoke of earlier is, you know, our our self-esteem and a big piece of that is learning to to love yourself. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if maybe you could just speak to that a little bit in terms of how can people go about doing that to buffer the impact of rejection? Well, I think it really starts with it's the mindset, so it's making that shift. And it's really taking care of yourself in a way that you start to become your own best friend or you treat yourself in very kind, loving ways, the way you would uh, treat somebody that you that you really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's giving that energy to yourself. It's being more nurturing and kind to yourself and in your thought process. So... Not beating yourself up. Stop criticizing yourself. Uh, Learn to support yourself. Um, Doing positive affirmations. Things that will uh, doing things that make you feel good. Taking care of yourself. Those sorts of things. Many of us would never talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves when we get rejected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like you said. It's very important just to to learn to catch those negative thoughts and kind of 
talk back to them in a, in a way that's going to be more affirming and um, soothing to yourself because there's no point in, in beating yourself up because that just creates a really horrible downward spiral from there. Absolutely. It's making yourself feel bad and it can lead into depression and other types of things that, that are just so unproductive and unhealthy right. for you. What we think really does impact how we feel and it's just important that you mm-hmm. you, you create you, you're in charge of creating the mood that you want to be in. And I would say if you if if anyone really feels stuck in it, um, talk to somebody. You know, I mean, we all talk to our friends, but if you really feel it's something that you're struggling with, then then seek uh, support from a professional or a coach or a therapist, um, somebody that that can help you move through the process if it's something that's really impacting you. Right. In a deeper way. So one more quick question that I, I wanted to ask you too, and I think that um, a lot of the times rejection and, and the impact that people feel from it can can really be buffered, I think, by the way that we treat each other. I think a lot of times the rejection hurts so badly because of the way that somebody had gone about it. You know, for example, the person who says they're going to call, but then they don't. Right. It's very disrespectful because it leaves that other person hanging, waiting for an answer, and that's a very torturous you know, waiting period for many people. Um, yes. So I was wondering, what are some ideas that you have in in ways that we might be able to let somebody down with tact and you know politeness? Well, I mean, it's it's a very hard thing. It's 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 hard to be on both ends. So it's hard for the person to hear it, and it's hard for the person to to give that message and right. to, to because we don't. We don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. Um, I've certainly been on both sides of that coin, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not fun in either way. Right. Um, but I think by by doing your best to be honest and to, to put that forward um, and have a conversation about it, I think trying to have a conversation is the best way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And just let that person know. That's not always easy. Uh, sometimes people will do it in an email, but disregarding it is not good. So if somebody's calling you and you're just not returning their phone calls and you're just avoiding them, I don't, I don't think that's a good way to handle it at all. Right. And that really you kind know. of goes back to what we were saying before about dating not being for the weak of heart. I think right. that if you're if you're going to take on the responsibilities of, of dating, it's going to be important that you also take on that responsibility of communicating, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and and there are definitely ways that you can communicate a lack of interest in a way that's you know not going to be hurtful of the other person. It's kind of like dating right. with integrity. Yes. The other piece of this, though, is to know that everybody is always communicating. So even by not calling or, mm-hmm. or not hearing from somebody, they're communicating to you. Yes. That's a big message. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, and sometimes the, the lack of communication can even be that much more painful, which, you know, I think that just finding a way to be able to communicate directly to that person so everybody's on the same page and, and nobody's left hanging just wondering, I think that, you know, I think that's a very responsible right. approach. Yeah, and I, and and I think that's the ideal, and it doesn't always happen because no. it's not easy to have those conversations, and so people tend to shy away from them. Right. Um, 
and it is the ideal, and not everybody is going to, you know, follow that suit, so it's going to be important for everybody to still be able to learn how to cope with those scenarios should they happen, but mm-hmm. we can still strive, you know, for our best. Mm-hmm. And the more, you know, you you date, the, the more experience you have, you, you get more savvy at it, and you you learn the signals, and you handle it better. Absolutely. We all can get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Paul, I thank you so much for joining us today. This was very helpful. And where where can people find you? What's your website? Um, it's lifesolutionsforgaymen.com is my website. And for my book, it's unshattereddreams.com. Great. One thank more. you so much. We'll definitely have to check that out. sounds like a great book. Great. Thank you, Brian. Well, you take good care, Paul. Thank you once again for for joining us, and you take good care of yourself. It's my pleasure. You have a great day, too. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So, there you have it. As you can see, coping with rejection is not easy, and there's no special formula for how to overcome it. But as Paul indicated, it does require a big mindset shift. Rejection is a part of life, and it's something that we have to learn to accept, or it will consume us. And, And, you know, with that being said... It's very important that we are in control of it as opposed to it being in control of us. Paul also talked about the importance of avoiding interpreting the meanings of others' actions and to differentiate between the two feelings of rejection versus disappointment as these are two completely separate emotions that will require differential attention. Some of the other techniques that we also talked about too were you know, reframing rejection as a, as a success. Now that the two of you are not going to be continuing something, you know, this helps you to see that your personal requirements were not aligned, and now you have more time and energy saved to channel your efforts into more productive outlets. We also talked about the importance of trying to avoid attaching any expectation to outcome, and trying not to define yourself around, uh, you know, a relationship. It's important at this point to, you know, really work on strengthening your self-esteem and strengthening your self-confidence, and you can do this through a number of ways. You know, whether it be, you know, joining you know, a class or, you know, just doing activities that are going to help fine-tune your social skills, you know, help you to take some safe and calculated risks, um, and and trying to develop a more balanced lifestyle with goals that are going to give you a sense of meaning and purpose. And by doing this, you're going to continue to feel more solid as an individual and not as threatened by these types of things in the uh, the dating environment. (laughs) And as most of you know, I'm very big into journaling. So, I would like to propose a challenge to all of you in terms of you know just how to cope with rejection by taking out a notebook and you know kind of try to answer some of these questions and process some of these questions moving forward. And you know one place to start would be just to write about what does rejection mean to you? And then also what are some of the losses and some of the consequences that you've endured as a result of your fear of, reje- of rejection just to kind of get you started. And then after you've done that, then I propose that you know, you just take out another piece of paper and start writing a little bit about some of the thoughts that you have about rejection and try to work on identifying any distorted beliefs that you may have that may be hurting you. Are you condemning yourself? Are your thoughts reinforcing low self-esteem? That type of a thing. And in essence, you're really going to be looking at what are some of the ways that you yourself contribute to your feelings of rejection. We don't have control over how these other guys choose to behave, but we do have control over how we react to their behavior. It's also important to kind of develop your own personal list of affirmations that you can use to affirm yourself during those very difficult times and just keep rehearsing them on a daily basis so that they become internalized. 
And lastly, stop giving emotional power to these men. <laughs> stop. How do you even know if this guy was really a match for you anyway? Are you projecting? His saying no to another date basically means that your personal requirements for a long-term relationship do not appear to match up. It's the traits and it's not you. And if a rejection occurs over something superficial, you don't want to be with that person anyway. Superficiality does not equal long-term sustenance in a relationship. And you know, there's actually a, there's a quote that I'd like to end. Um, and by, by, let's see what her name was, Azriella Jaff. And I really like this quote, and I think it really sums up the, the session here, which is, to build resiliency, you must experience disappointment and rejection and failure and learn that one, you can survive it, and two, that sometimes the universe has a better plan for you than you had for yourself all along. And she's the author of Starting From No, 10 Strategies to Overcome Your Fear of Rejection and Succeed in Business. I would like to thank Paul once again for uh, joining us. He can be found at lifesolutionsforgaymen.com. And as always, if there's any type of coaching questions or advice column questions that you'd like to be read over the air, my website is thegaylovecoach.com and my email is brian at thegaylovecoach.com. Thank you once again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show and I wish you all the best and we'll see you the next time.